Well hello, this is Kim Davis and welcome to another in our one-on-one -on -one series. Today I'm happy to have with me Dana Middleton, who's CEO of Ansira. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I understand you're in New York for a week, but based out of St. Louis, is that correct? I'm based out of Dallas, but Dallas. we also have an office in St. Louis. Okay. So, yes. so, uh, where is Ansira mainly located? So I uh, started in St. Louis, mm -hmm. 98. Nine years ago, which is no. yes, which okay. is kind of extraordinary. But we have co headquarters in Dallas as well, but pretty reasonably sized offices in Portland, LA, Detroit, Chicago, um, several other smaller offices, fourteen total. So okay, now I'm I'm going to have to go and research. Now I didn't realize it was yes. Such an look old up company. NSI, which was the first company, yeah. but really started out working with really customers who had a presence. Uh, locally, so mm -hmm. mostly auto, deeply embedded in auto, doing tear sheets clear back in 1919. Wow. So uh, both of us are old enough to remember tear sheets probably. Just, yeah. Um, no, this is fascinating for, for, for our audience who, I mean, some of them are real history geeks. So. Um, but our main topic uh, is CRM. And I really want to talk to you about your understanding of CRM and independent CRM and how CRM plays a part in uh, what, sh what you're primarily doing, which is, of course, digital marketing in, in, in various forms. So CRM, uh, customer relationship management, we know, and people talk about customer experience management and consumer data platforms and all these acronyms, but CRM has been around a while. So what's your understanding of the importance of a, of a CRM system? Sure. So um, I think if you think about experience, uh, really is even more important than relationship today. Mm -hmm. So I think that evolution is finally coming to fruition, even though we've been talking about experience probably for a long time. And obviously CRM isn't anything new. Uh, really in marketing, it used to mean email for the most mm -hmm. part. But I, I think especially being an independent provider, we find ourselves as an orchestrator most of the time. So what I mean by that is many clients have very complicated systems uh, embedded with a number of technology providers yeah. and putting together a map that pulls all of those pieces together so that they can truly deliver a customer experience has become very complicated, but really necessary. So we find ourselves creating a map for the client that's very individual to that specific client uh, with their technology partners. And uh, in fact, we were meeting last week with a client at the Adobe conference. Oh, yes. And we were walking through one of these maps, and the client would say, now, who on my team owns this piece? And we knew who on their team owned that piece and which either agency partner and or technology partner sometimes both they needed to pull into the mix so that we could truly connect the pieces to deliver on that experience and I think that is the role of an independent provider today is as much orchestrator as anything else. It's, it's intriguing and I, I, I see from the research I've done and Sarah's listed as either the second largest or one of the top three independent CRMs in the United States. But I'm intrigued, you, have, you go to a client and they have some kind of, as you say, they have this internal stack. Maybe they have Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics or something. So how does Ansira relate to some pre-existing CRM system at the client? Well, often, as I, I mentioned, our goal is to try to connect those systems in order for them to get the insights and or data to deliver on the experience. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, you know, we don't necessarily have a preference. We can come in and advise a client uh, if they're in the process of choosing some type of provider. But oftentimes we find ourselves in a situation where they've actually chosen one. And then they're like, well, the promise wasn't exactly what I thought. And so now I need to backtrack and actually, in order to actually get it to fulfill on that promise, I'm going to have to do something different. So we help them sort that out. And that's very much a consultative engagement that hopefully over time also turns into a delivery on uh, channel activities as well, whether that be search or um, email or direct mail or whatever it is, we oftentimes find ourselves in the execution camp as well, but not always. Sometimes it's just a consultative advising role. It, and this it, it is a complicated world, of course, because you have these different options for CRM. You can execute yourself. You can go to an agency to execute, or sure. you know, you can you can push whatever audiences you've got into Adobe or Salesforce and execute that way. There are so many different ways of, of yeah. putting it all together. Um, is it some? Is it really uh, one size doesn't fit all? It depends on each individual client what their needs are. Well. Uh, you know, if we had a clean slate, it might be simple that we could say this is the formula, quote unquote, that right. we would put together. The reality is, I think the reason for one size fits all not happening is because there's never a clean slate. Right. I mean, these type of systems have been around for a long time, and they may have legacy systems, they may have new systems, and so trying to put all that together to avoid either sacrificing data or sacrificing some pieces that are working well, that's, I think, why we find such such a customized approach. Um, So, again, if you have a brand-new business that doesn't have anything, perhaps there's a specific formula that we would pick, but we rarely, if ever, find that to be the case. I I can well believe that. Now, CRM is just one of many, many terms which... It goes through a kind of cycle. Everyone's very high on CRM, and then people are low on it and up again. And what I've been hearing over the last six months are some negative things about CRM, um, particularly about some of the bigger and well-established CRM systems, that it would would work great if only the data was in there and it was up-to-date, because so many CRMs do rely on sales representatives or marketers, whoever's involved with them, continually updating them, putting in the information about their contacts, about responses to emails, about meetings, and and so on. Is that a problem you face? How, How do you deal with that? Sure. I mean, I think that's a problem as technology races to catch up. So I think that's one of the big innovations that we'll see moving forward as artificial intelligence comes in and helps us automatically keep some of these things up to date. So uh, it's a real challenge, I think, as um, marketers try to balance the expectations that clients have about uh, you just knowing them. I called in to an unnamed uh, vendor several weeks ago because I had an issue with a delivery. And I put my phone number in, I put my customer order in, and still when they answered the phone, they still asked me who I was and what my customer number was. And so the expectation is that they will know you, um, but at the same time respect the data and not use it in an inappropriate way. And so I think this type of, of expectation is always a challenge. Uh, for customers. And so I think AI will help in terms of the manual data entry mm-hmm. or uh, connection p- of pieces of data that have hindered us in the past. 
but with that comes a responsibility for the brand in order to maintain the integrity um, of their client relationship. This is customer relationship management, yeah. after all, and sometimes I think we forget that it's just about data or just about uh, disparate pieces of things that don't actually belong to someone. And so I'm hoping as we move to really experience that um, clients start to think about that more holistically, about how does the person interact not only in a digital form, but as certainly our area of expertise at the local level where people are actually walking in the door and they're also expecting that experience to be reflected there as well. When you, you start to talk about experience, it really underlines the fact that CRM isn't just a back office system of record. It, it actually ends up touching customers at all kinds of points. I mean, what you know about them affects their experience with you. So, And you talked about orchestration as well. Do you think we're moving into, into a time when we're going to be talking less about CRM and more about orchestrating experiences for customers with whatever data sources. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, at Adobe's conference last week, that was obviously their entire message. And if you look at their growth trajectory, because they're really hanging their hat on that experience, I think it's it's significant. And uh, like I say, it's not like experience is new. We've been talking mm -hmm. about that for a long time. But experience is the interaction piece, I think, is relatively new. You know, early in my career, experience meant getting someone to shift their opinion or mindset about something. Today, it's, okay, how do you get that person to participate in a way, a physical way, that may actually be digital, it may not, mm -hmm. and how all those pieces come together, I think, is the real challenge. Oh, yeah. Digital marketing is clearly central to what Ansira does, but are you also looking at the offline elements as well? Because it seems to me you want to have a seamless experience with a brand, whether you're online, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook with them, or whether you're walking into a store or a dealership. Absolutely. That's a key part of what we do. In fact, for that 99 years, I mentioned that we've been working with brands who have some sort of local presence. So whether it be you walking into any auto dealer and seeing all the signage that uh, faces you when you walk into that dealership. That's us too, yeah. even though, again, that, to your point, is offline and isn't necessarily just a digital experience. But the expectation is all of those things work together to build that experience for the customer. And it's kind of like a little bit off the wall, but do you think the term CRM is going to stay with us, or are people going to stop talking about CRMs and just start talking about Data platforms, data lakes, data levels, whatever term you like to use. Well, I hope they talk about it as the experience with the customer rather than just about the data components of it. I think for a while I mentioned, I think you probably saw this too, that CRM was about email, yeah. right? Yeah. It became very specific to one channel. And I think now, even MarTech versus AdTech, right? So yes. AdTech really was about... Um, getting efficiency and effectiveness through technology, and MarTech really fell off. Well, MarTech is back, and I think that's because, again, relationships and experience are important. I don't know if the, the term will change it, but it does seem that we need a more expansive term because I think CRM is misunderstand. It's misunderstood. It's really pigeonholed into some specific activities. Yeah, and uh, something else we've been seeing here is kind of a blurring of the divisions between MarTech and AdTech. I mean, obviously they have uh, different different uh, missions, different outcomes, but increasingly sitting together on the same systems or integrated because 
you know, you, if you're marketing to individuals, you want to send them the right ads to, and you want to know who they yes, are across yes. those different systems. Yeah, there's all kinds of uh, theories about that, right? Will they merge? Will they yeah. stay separate? Um, I, you know, it's hard to know what will happen. But I absolutely believe even entering the creative elements into that as well. We often think of MarTech and AdTech yes. as technology and only data. But, again, we're talking to a human and having really talking about that experience at the local level and the human even interaction with those local people as we see retail evolve into things like pop-ups. Yeah. You know, experience suddenly becomes really important again. Okay. And just to touch on a huge subject which we don't have time to delve into fully, you mentioned AI mm-hmm. earlier on, and the interesting thing is to be able to provide this experience to individuals at scale, mm-hmm. in fact, requires automation. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're, you're looking at closely, you're involved with AI? Absolutely. How can you not be? And I think all of our partners are also looking at it. How do we actually employ AI in a, an effective way that does help us all scale? Um, again, um, I think for the first time, not only technology partners, but even agencies are really trying to map out, this is part of the mapping that we do, of what role do people play, what role does the technology play, what role and component does AI play in the process so that you can actually see the different touch points and understand how that actually allows and enables scale. And so that, I I assume, will just continue to evolve. It's certainly with voice coming on board. Yes. Suddenly you have AI from the beginning (laughs) of the engagement, which in the past we've always said AI comes in at a certain point and has an impact. Well, with voice, does it is it happening from the get-go? So suddenly even the order of AI's entrance into the process becomes different. And and with voice, you, you can kind of leapfrog traditional search and all, all other kinds of things right at the top of the top of the funnel. Yes, and <laughs> even relevance. So, yeah. uh, you know, how much relevance is actually implied at voice before mm. you even inquire, make the inquiry, which is very different from the traditional search. Yeah, fascinating. Well, be interesting to see where we are a year from now because all this is moving very fast. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Lena. Thank you so much for having me.